Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Oh, come on. Come on, he's worthy. Come on. Give him all your praise. Come on, Jesus. We celebrate your victory, Lord. We celebrate our champion, Jesus. Come on, one last time. Shout with everything. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, come on. Come on right now. Some of you guys are at the gates. Ooh, come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Isaiah prophesied about this, about how the Spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me. And I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, about how we are carriers of hope. And if you want to, you can, you can have a seat for just a few minutes, and I think the bandit uh, can uh, take a little break. Go to the restroom if you want to, but don't, don't go too far. But you know, as we're singing about this, about going back to the, to the, going to the enemy's camp to steal what he stole from us, you know, one of the first things that that, um, that scripture talks about in Isaiah and then is fulfilled in, in Luke chapter 4, that's Isaiah 61 and then Luke 4, 18. Um, it talks about how the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. And I started thinking, like, Lord, what it... And I don't really have an answer for this, but I'm just letting you know my thoughts. What, what does it mean to be poor? Like, who's poor? One of the first things that initially comes to mind is that we are poor without Christ because we are stuck in bondage. We are, there is no life outside of Jesus. And so as we, we talk about, as we're here to be Christians and have church, hello, just in layman's term, like, what are we doing here, right? Are we, are we here to just jump and shout and dance and have a good time? Well, yes, absolutely, but why? Why, why is it that we are so animated and charismatic when it comes to our worship, when it comes to our praise, and when it comes to greeting each other with a holy kiss, as it were? Why, why is it that, that uh, and that's a whole other scripture in the New Testament you can look up if you want to, uh, why is it that that this should be the way that, that we are, or is this the way that we should be? I, th- I think the answer is, is, is very plainly um, listed throughout Scripture. Uh, so those two Scriptures I gave you talk about that, and that's just the first part of that verse because it goes on to talk about to release those who have been captive. And you know, In conjunction with that, it talks about how Jesus was filled with the oil of joy, right? Like how he had had this joy that was on him that was just contagious to the people around him, that they just loved being around Jesus. I mean, who could not want to be around him? Just thinking about how the majesty of him and his name and, and just the person of who he is and that he's, he's God in the flesh, 
which one of us wouldn't, wouldn't want to be around that? And then the scripture later records in, in Hebrews, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And so a lot of, this, this presents to me a lot of questions and a lot of concerns because I don't like hardship. Yeah, thank you for that honest person in the room. I appreciate that. I don't like hardship. And that's okay to not like it. I, honestly, I don't think Jesus enjoyed being whipped. I don't think he enjoyed it. But for the joy that was set before him, come on, somebody. And this, this gets into purpose. I like purpose. I like, I like knowing something's purpose. How many of you guys have ever, have ever had something and it was worthless or pointless to you because you didn't know or understand its purpose? And how many of us in our lives do we feel like so many things that we go through are pointless and frustrating because we don't understand their purpose? See, trials and testimonies, or, or tests before they become a testimony, have a purpose. What you endure was not a lesson sent from God, but it is a lesson that can be learned from God. And I'd like to repeat that because so many times people think that hardship or pain or Hurricane Laura or COVID was sent by God. But God is not an author of darkness or bad because he is light. He can have anything to do with darkness. Yes, however, he does allow those things to take place. But, again, he doesn't, he doesn't just allow them without a plan. And how many of you guys know that, that God's ways are not incomprehensible or without comprehension? It's that they are very different from yours and my way. Because you and me see things on a very A to B plane, but God sees things like 365, 365 A, B, Y, and X. Because he exists outside of this time where we live. Which is why he's able to go back in time, erase your sins. It's why he's able to work outside of, of where we live, a continuum, if you will, and bring good out of bad. And it's why if you'll trust him to rejoice in the test, in the test, in the trial, that he'll make you into who he is. He'll bring his likeness and his nature forth from a character that what? Can endure. And so all of this to, to bring uh, uh, back to a point, talking about Isaiah 61. I'm trying to find out where my phone went. Did I lose it on my pocket? Is it back there somewhere? I thought I brought it up on stage. I thought, I thought it jumped out of my pocket and it was like cracked on the stage. I was like, oh my gosh. All this to bring back to a point. Thank you so much. No, thanks. Don't throw it, please. My heart just stopped a little. Stop. It's not cool. It doesn't have a case on right now. To bring back to a point what the scripture says about setting the captives free. How many of you guys like, like watching people that are oppressed and like held in captivity against their will? I'm so glad nobody raised their hand. We would have a serious conversation after this. Like I'm praying for you thoroughly. Okay, so... I'm really glad that you guys like people that are like beaten and just like taken advantage of. Anybody? How many of you guys know that's exactly what Satan has been doing or trying to do to your entire life? 
Ooh, come on now. See, church and Christianity is absolutely about having freedom, being free, and, and shouting about our freedom because of the promise that we have in him. Because of the, the fact that when you and I were so far away from Jesus, he loved you and chose you to be his own when you had nothing to offer him. I mean, how can we ever get past that? How can we ever get over that? And certainly there's so much to be, to be taught and understood from theology, uh, the study of God and, and, and faith study of faith itself, having faith, and just all the different things within Scripture. But, but that right there, my friends, Christianity, having faith, theology, they revolve around that. Don't you see that? Because, because God chose you for himself, not for, your, for what you could do for him, but because he wanted it to, to, like, just tap your neighbor on the shoulder, just a, little, a soft little tap. He wanted to let you know, I love you. Tell him, I love you. And that's why, our, that's why he says, listen, now your job is to make sure that you keep that at the center, which is why, you know, love God first. And then also, in conjunction, to love other people in the same way because they're equally as important, but not if you don't put the first one at the center of it all. The first one at the center of it all really, in, in my mind, is so undervalued and so overlooked in, in today's society because how many of you guys have ever been like in a place where you're feeling really broken and really like overwhelmed and then a situation arises where you can get distracted and you take it? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. It's the homeless person on the corner. It's the, it's the, the opportunity to go help somebody because they need help. Even though you yourself are struggling and feeling overlooked and feeling overwhelmed. Come on. I know I'm talking to a bunch of human beings in this room. I know what it's like to go through life and just be frustrated. Jesus' words to you and I this morning ought to echo and reverberate in our heart so much louder than so many other things. Because how many of you guys recognize and realize that we are dealing with a very broken and hopeless generation, society, and culture, and world entirely? And you wonder, what can I do? What should I do? And there's lots of different answers Lots of good things, and even great things, I would say. Even God things that we ought to be partnering together with. Somebody say, it's a partnership. This is not something that you're meant to just find your purpose and just, you know, hook up with the, the next best thing, the next uh, venture or, or opportunity to serve. There's nothing wrong with those. But, like I said, I believe the first law is so undervalued and so overlooked that our impact and our effectiveness as believers who are supposed to be, according to what the scripture says, carriers of the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And, and it's like that tool that you get frustrated with because you don't understand its 
purpose. And in life, if you're not careful, you'll be caught up and busy. How many of you guys can say that you had a busy week this week? And become almost ineffective because you're overwhelmed. Am I talking to anybody in here who's a Christian or a believer this morning or somebody watching online? Do you know that one of the things that Satan tries to do more than anything I'm, I, I'm pretty convinced of as, as I continue to grow in my relationship with Jesus? He tries to keep me busy. Because a busy Christian is a distracted Christian. And a distracted Christian is a Christian that is, like James says, tossed to and fro by the wind. One day you're over here, you're doing something, and it's good and it's great because you're, still, you're not sinking. The ship is still above water. But the next day you're over here because you've been tossed over there. And how many of you guys know it's way harder to keep a ship anchored in a storm than it is to be tossed to and fro by the wind? Remember how we were singing Cornerstone, how it says that my anchor is within the what? The veil? How do we get to behind the veil? Well, you and I know that the veil was torn the day that Jesus was crucified. But this is, what's the word I'm looking for? it's, It's an analogy or a picture that our life should be hidden in Christ. Because otherwise, we will not be anchored and moved by his presence, but we will be what? Moved by circumstance. And, and so all of these things, again, point me to, to this conclusion. And, and I am getting ready to close. Drew, if you give me like maybe 10 or 15 more minutes. Maybe not that long. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. That what Isaiah prophesied in chapter 61 needs to be louder than the other tenets of our faith. Because giving is, is so important. It's great. It's, it's so impactful. But you know what's more impactful than giving or than serving? It's surrender. And do you guys know that we're so good at building things with our life, at doing stuff and being busy, and you don't have to elbow anybody or, like, get frustrated with yourself or don't get down on yourself because there's no shame or condemnation in Christ. There's freedom where the Spirit is the Lord. So now is an opportunity to reevaluate, shift some things around, prioritize, reprioritize if necessary, and say, God, you matter. Right? Can we try that? God, you matter. You matter more than the circumstance. You matter more than the trial. You matter more than the test. You matter more than the end of the world. You matter more than, 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 than dying and, and hurting people. You matter more than death and destruction. God, you matter because you're God. I'm not God. Are you, are you God? You, we like to act like it, though, because we like to try and control and do stuff. But you know what's at the opposite end of control? It's faith. It's surrender. It's trusting in God that even though you can't see it, even though you don't feel it, even though it doesn't make sense, I trust in you, God. And you know what says I trust in you, God? And what's louder than our giving and our, and our, our serving? 
It's that surrender. And you know what comes with surrender? It's the anointing. Anointing has an eternal effect, whereas you and I, my actions, have a temporal effect. It's very hard and almost incomprehensible for us to understand temporal versus eternal. But that's the point of this and this scripture that I keep trying to get to in Isaiah 61. Because when it talks about the, the Spirit of God being upon you because the Lord has anointed and qualified you to preach the gospel, it's because He had a purpose for your life before you knew your name. Before you were caught up in the swirling tornado of the 21st century, God shows you and said, yes, I qualify you and I seal you with my blood and my anointing is upon you because I have purpose for you. I'm sorry, I've like been yelling and like overly excited a lot. I'm going to tone it down just a little bit. I have purpose for you. The importance of this scripture is so relevant to yours and my life and where we live and what we do and who we are that I just, I really pray and ask that it would sink down deep into your heart. That this, these words would not just become words, but they would become the very life that we live out of. Because do you understand that Jesus did nothing apart from the Father, and so you and I can do nothing apart from him. But yet how many times... Does Andrew stay busy rather than live in the anointing? What, what is the anointing? It's this lifestyle, if you will, of power. That, that literally what you do and the life that you live is enveloped with the supernatural. But yet it seems natural. And so the very first person this ought to come to, when we talk about freedom, when we're singing and we're shouting and we're dancing and we're doing all of our fun christian stuff, is you. Because unless you're free, the blind are leading the blind. And you, you, we must know and take to heart here the words of our master, Jesus, who said, so many different things. But one of the important things that Jesus said before he left the earth was for you and I to make disciples. And you know how hard it is to make a disciple when you're not a good disciple? Like when you're not following Jesus when you're, because you're really busy? Ooh. Ooh. Watch out now. You better just hold this mirror up to your face. We're not here to talk about the people that need to be here because they need to hear this message because they're just... The, the wake that they cause everywhere. No, you. You and me. This scripture is about me. Say it's about me. <laughs> I'm going to need the rest of the crowd to join in. It's about me. It's about me. Oh, see, <laughs> now that it can be about you, you're like, I don't, I don't want to talk about me. Leave me alone. Like, get out of my business. But the rest of the time, we'd like to serve us with our time. I'm just picking... Calm down. 
Calm down. Okay. Where are we going with this? We're going to close when, when, you get, when you get a sector. We've got to make it about us and him before we can make it about anybody else. See, at the end of this life, it's just you and him. Ain't nobody else. Ain't your job going to be there to be like, poof, they worked really hard. <laughs> like, your grades are not going to be like, yeah, 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 they studied really hard. The church, we're not going to be there to say, yeah, they were there every week. Oh, that, yeah, they prayed so much. <laughs> Reminds me of a scripture that Jesus talked about when he said, I don't know you. Get away. Bye-bye, Felicia. Because you did all these things. But you didn't be. We, we, we miss it so many times because we just try to do, 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 do. When one of the best things that you can be is who he called you to be. And that's why when, when you hear the word son... There ought to be something that explodes inside your heart, which says, that's me. Because when the father said to Jesus, you are my son in whom I'm well pleased. It wasn't just for Jesus that this message was intended to. Or for. Sorry, I'm not the best English speaker. You think as a communicator is my main job, I might be a little better at this point in time, but just keep praying for me. The message of, like, you're my child and in, in, in whom I'm well pleased, say, that's for me. And you want to know one of the most important things that you can wake up and hear every day and wake up and be is a child of God. Because a child of God recognizes that the anointing is something that they carry with them. But somebody who's busy is somebody who's distracted, and it's not somebody who remembers they're a child of God, and therefore they don't realize or often overlook and often over undervalue the priority and importance of just a life surrendered and serving Jesus. And how many of you guys would like to, at the end of, of this age, be able to look into the master's eyes and hear those words that, that Every person wants to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not my busy servants. Not my did everything on the to-do list. And believe me, please do, this message is for me. Caitlin could help tell some stories about how I'm really bad at tasking and just staying busy and doing stuff. And so if you're feeling, like, guilty or ashamed or just like, oh, my gosh, like, why is it that, that, I keep falling back into this trap of being busy. Like, that's me. Like, this message is for me. But I do hope that you get something out of this and take it home with you. Because, you know, good parents, and I do want to pre-qualify that statement with good. Good parents don't judge their children and don't love their children based off of their performance. You know, you know what a good parent wants is obedience because they want the best for their child. Amen. God wants the best for his children. But he doesn't love you less because you missed it. 
He doesn't love you less because you were trying to be a good child because you're like, oh, there's all this stuff that I need to do. Like, I need to serve. Like, I need to do that. I need to give. I need to pray. Like, like that, that's not overlooked. You have to understand this. Again, I'm really trying to draw the point, and I pray Holy Spirit's helping me here. Because all this, I feel like, stems back to this place of just living in freedom. Living knowing that, that who the Son sets free is free indeed, because the Spirit of the Lord has anointed you to proclaim freedom. But until you become free, how can you proclaim that? That's really what I was trying to drive home, what I feel like. It was just this overwhelming message from heaven, like, hey... Like, if you, if, you, if you don't take that home with you if, you, if you don't live in your heart with with just acceptance, with just, like, understanding, like, hey, you know one of, the, one of the best things that you and I can do as, like, people and human beings and just, like, so natural and so normal is just, like, give yourself some grace. It's okay that, we're, that you're human. You know God knew that you were human on the cross? You know, he didn't expect you to, be, to, to measure up to his, his standard of righteousness by, by what you could do. He just said, if, you, if you'll live in me, like, I'll take care of it. Like, oh, your water, sir. There's another scripture that, that, that comes to mind that, that's really fond. And I think we would probably just pray and dismiss, guys. I don't, I don't have a whole lot on my heart up here this morning. Feel like we just we we already did a lot, but um, you're welcome to sing something out if you like. Um, oh, where is this scripture? Matthew sixteen eighteen. It's he says, "Take my yoke upon you." Huh? Oh, eleven twenty-eight. I know. I know it's verse twenty-eight. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Okay. And the, the Passion Translation does this so good. Oh, maybe not the Passion. Because I just remember one translation talks about, are you, like, burnt up and tired of religion? Message? Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> My assistant preacher? Thanks, Gary. <laughs> Hello. Should be up here more often. Uh, yeah, the message of... Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, if you want to put that up on screen, Chris. That was fast. (laughs) Wow. Somebody back there is like tuned in. Holy Spirit. Listen to this. Religion says do. Relationship says done. You don't have to do because he's already done it. So this is talking to people that do a lot. And that's me. You don't have to say it if that's not. But that's me. It says, are you tired and worn out and burned out on religion? (laughs) Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. (laughs) I just find it so many, find it odd that so many times in Scripture, Jesus says, this is life. And it's like, I thought I was already living I thought, that, I thought that all this doing was supposed to be my life. I thought that going to school or getting a job was supposed to be my life. And he says, no, if you'll just come away with me, you'll recover your life. Like, 
who doesn't like getaways? Like, I wish that I was the president of Southwest Airlines because I would just get away forever. But the good news is I don't have to because Jesus gives me something for free. I never have to pay a dime for. And he says, come to me. Come to me. The Passion reads that way. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. I've never been to an oasis before, I don't think. But one time, the Lord must be in this place because these lights are like flickering. Come on. But one time we were in prayer here at church, and I just heard... (laughs) heard Holy Spirit just whisper, like, this is an oasis, like this place, this building. And it's funny that we kind of end here on that note because we were talking on family today and about how family can bring so much anxiety with it. But the, a life with Jesus is simply that. It's a life with him. Come to me. If you don't have it underlined or highlighted already, now's the time. Come to me. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Who doesn't like real rest? Me. I hate unrest. I hate trying to sleep and not feeling, feeling rested. And the answer's right here. I'm tired of working. Come to me. Tired of serving. Come to me. Tired of giving. Come to me. I'm tired. Come to me. Walk with me and work with me. Remember how I said it's a partnership? It's not sitting on your behind the whole time, living with Jesus. You're going to work. Other translations talk about a yoke, which is very indicative of work. If you don't know what a yoke is, I'm very unfamiliar because I've only seen pictures and seen them sitting, never seen one in use, really. Watch how I do it. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or something that doesn't fit you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. A life with Jesus It's a partnership. It's a life with knowing that you're never alone. It's a life with this explosion of power. Because whom the Son has set free is free indeed. But that's not the end goal for us to just stand, sit, shout, dance, sing, be free, enjoy it, live, love, laugh blah, 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 whatever you want to say that's 
really catchphrase in the Christian church. It's about bringing this. It's about bringing it. But in my experience, I'm a really crappy carrier of freedom when I feel heavy. I'm a really bad communicator of caring about my family when I'm overburdened and busy. And if you will, just acknowledge, you don't have to necessarily look around, but acknowledge in your heart that this is family. Maybe this isn't your church. Maybe this isn't your home church. That's okay. But the body, the church of of Christ here on earth is your eternal family with him at the center of it all, right? He's the head and we're the body. And so in closing, what's most important One of the things that's most important after we live this life in in him and just flow in those rhythms of unforced grace is just that fellowship of the brethren, of just that care of the body. And can I just say that you guys have been doing a tremendous job of that. I just, I'm in awe as I'm up here on stage and I just, week after week, and today especially, just see so much life as people are communicating and talking with each other, even though there's opportunity for bitterness, even though there's opportunity for unforgiveness, even though there's opportunity for frustration, even though there's all those things, there's life when we recognize that the future is family because God ordained this thing. God authored you to be family with, with the kids that just came back out and they're, they're making noise, and that's okay. Because you're, what will preach loudest between you and your Savior is your heart. Not your, in conjunction are the, all those actions. But so many times, so many times those actions don't represent his heart. And I feel like if you want to this morning, I'm not even really going to open the altar. I'm going to, I take that back. I'm going to open the altar. Holy Spirit said, no, you're going to open it. So prayer partners, where you at? Somebody just say, have your way. If you need to repent, because your actions, your life, your words, your motives have not reflected the heart of your Father, I just encourage you to, to get on your knees. I, I really encourage you to get out of your seat and, and, and make it public. You don't got to talk to anybody necessarily, but your actions by you choosing to move, make it public. If you need to repent because you have been busy, because you haven't made the first thing, the main thing, the most important, it's okay. But I really feel like Holy Spirit's asking those of us in here who have just stayed busy and been busy and, and, and our actions haven't reflected the character and nature of our Father's heart, that we, need to, we just need to reprioritize. So if that's you, I just encourage you to, to come forward at this time.
and it's okay. Hey, listen, if you're here this morning, you need to rededicate your life to Jesus. Don't leave this place. If you're here this morning and you want to surrender to Jesus for the first time or you're watching online and you want to make a decision for Jesus, don't leave without letting us know. Don't leave without praying with somebody. It's all about you, Jesus. Listen, I really encourage if you're here this morning, you need healing or you need hope or you need prayer for anything. Don't leave the same. Don't leave struggling. Don't leave feeling alone. Don't leave feeling hopeless. It's okay to not be okay. It's not okay to stay there. It's not okay to try to pretend that you're that you can do it. You can make it happen on your own. Jesus, we need you. We need you, Lord. We need a savior. We need you, Lord, to be our Savior. We need you, Lord, to be everything. And Lord, we say we're sorry that we repent. We make up our mind. God, and give you permission. Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, Spirit of truth, Spirit of life, we give you permission to rearrange, to Reschedule, to interrupt our schedule, God. To have your way. Our life is yours. Our life belongs to you. Here's my life, God. Here's my heart. And sometimes it may not feel like much, but it's all he requires. Because he's... He's gentle, he's lowly, he's meek, he's easy to please, he's easy to work with, but you gotta come, you gotta submit, you gotta surrender, you gotta lay down pride, you gotta lay down self, you gotta get out of the way and say, have your way, Lord, have your way, on earth as it is in heaven, God, in my heart as it is in your kingdom. I really just see that. I see that, that lives and families are being restored as, as we get out of the way, as we submit and surrender. I really, I see that. Hearts turning to heaven. 
that heaven has an ear that is just bent to earth right now in this place. That he's ready, he's willing, he's accepting like the the father with arms open wide to say, come home. I've been waiting for you. I've been missing you. I, I, I need you. I want you in my life. The father. Yeah, come on. Yeah, tell him. Have your way. Come have your way. Oh, we tell you today. Come have your way. Come on, can you just tell them that for your family, for your home, your job, your workplace? Mm, Come on, as you invite him in, I see him working. Working out some things. He's removing burdens right now. Keep telling them. Keep letting them in. I just feel the Father's presence in this place, like a healing presence, that it's just here. We just tell you we're open, Father, Dad. We're open to you. We're open to your... Your forgiveness, Lord. Your compassion. Your kindness to us, God. We're open to that. We need that from you, Father.
We need your kindness to meet us. So during worship, the Lord showed me uh, this uh, picture of um, like a draw bit bridge went down. And then uh, what was what it opened to was this grand like valley with mountains all around it. And um, there was like this path suspended in the valley. And that's what I was walking on. And as I was walking on it. It's like the, like there was little earthquakes, um, and each the, every earthquake would cause like parts of the path to fall off and to like. And so as each earthquake happened, the path got smaller and smaller and smaller. And so it's really funny that you preached on that oasis thingy because <laughs> at the I looked up and at the very end of the path there was like this oasis in the middle of the mountains like it had palm trees and it was beautiful and it's like if any of you have been feeling a place it's like the shaking as you're walking he's leading you to this that oasis that place of rest he's leading you to it keep your eyes fixed upon him Keep your feet pointed forward and keep walking because if, you, if you're not walking, you're eventually going to run out of path. <laughs> but he's leading you to that place of rest. He's leading you to that place of rest, that oasis, which is him in his presence. <laughs> That's just a perfect picture of Psalm 23 that he's leading you to still waters and restoring your life. I really heard that when you were talking about that. So he is restoring lives. He's bringing rest. This has been like the overarching theme that we need to rest, that we need to be settled to learn how to do this thing from Jesus. And so I love that. Amen. We agree, Lord. We say yes Yes, 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 to all that you have for us. Come on, who doesn't want all that he has for you? It's okay. You just don't know if you don't know. I want all that he has for me. Somebody's trying to send us a message, I think. (laughs) But I don't think it's the Lord. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) Hmm. Well, Carrie has a special announcement, and then I have another special announcement, and then we're dismissed, so like two minutes. What am I announcing? Oh, right. Sorry. I was like, there's nothing. The cat's out of the bag. I'm pregnant. It's really, it's, we're here. No, but the announcement is that tomorrow is International Andrew Pineda Day. My husband's turning 30. Yay! So if you would, if, would you help love on him by singing happy birthday on the count of three? Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Andrew. Happy 
to you. Yay! <laughs> and many more. Okay. Uh, can we get the Pineda's cash up up on the screen? <laughs> PayPal. I think they're telling me they'll take cash. Uh, acts of service. Back rubs. Massages for Carrie. <laughs> well, a gift to you is a gift for him because when you're happy, hello, come on. All the ladies in the house know what's up. She's pregnant. We just, I mean... Your real birthday gift is on the way. Hello. Baby Pineda coming to a city near you. <laughs> okay, I'm done. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, for those of you who are uh, interested in sticking around just a few more minutes, we're going to have an interest meeting for uh, all of our uh, disaster relief serving opportunities and just ways that you can partner with us um, in continuation for those who have been affected by Hurricane Laura. Um, it's going to be directly as soon as like I pray or we say amen and we're dismissed back there and uh, the kids, the big kids classroom on the right. So for those of you who are interested in uh, partnering, be a part, you have been a part, um, we're just going to take just a few minutes um, to talk about disaster relief for those who have been affected by Hurricane Laura. And without further, further ado, let us go and love God, love people, and lead well.